But while my loved ones was fighting a continuous war back in the city, I was entering a new one. A war that was based on apartheid and discrimination. Alright, so before I get into this review, let me first go over the concept and making of Damn by Kendrick Lamar. Many hardcore Kendrick fans and hip-hop heads in general dislike Damn because of its more commercial, trap sounds as opposed to Kendrick's more complex, jazz-influenced sound onto Pimp a Butterfly. On Damn, Kendrick utilizes much more trap influences in not only his instrumentals, but his flow and voice as well. At first, I wasn't a fan of this either. I was looking forward to another deep, insightful album by Kendrick full of conscious lyrics and jazzy instrumentals. But, after digging deeper into the meaning of the album and attempting to see Kendrick's thought process throughout the album, I realized that Damn is really a wolf in sheepskin. Yes, Kendrick does incorporate a lot of mainstream, commercial sounds throughout the album, but his subject matter has no less depth than To Pimp a Butterfly and no less rawness than Good Kid Mad City. In an interview on Big Boy's Neighborhood, this is a great interview by the way, if you haven't seen it, you should definitely watch it. Kendrick was asked about why he named the record Damn, where he said, So many different ways you could put it in my head. It was like, from the concept, damn if I do, damn if I don't. Mm. Um, the, the loudness of the record, it mm. just screamed that in my face. When I think of DNA, when I think yeah. of Humble, when I think about these records, it just felt like that. Later on in the interview, Kendrick also touched on his influences for making Damn, saying, Because I think Damn is a, it's a hybrid of all these projects. It was me finally being able to take elements from Good Kid. Um, uh, to Pimp a uh, Butterfly. To Pimp a Butterfly. The message behind the Pimp a Butterfly, the, the sonics mm. and the, the, you know, the beats slapping on Good Kid uh, and the rawness of just being able to do what I want like I did mm -hmm. on Section 80. I didn't have no rules doing this. Mm -hmm. you know, I was just in there creating, having fun. So when I take all three of these, it makes a hybrid of damn for me. The album also involved 20 different credited producers, including Dr. Dre, DJ Dahi, James Blake, The Alchemist, Steve Lacey, and many more critically acclaimed producers. The trackless and overall concept of Damn is really one of the biggest reasons I love this project as much as I do. And yes, I do count Damn as a concept album. Five of the songs off the album, and seven if you count Loyalty and Feel, are named after feelings. Love, Fear, Lust, Humble, Pride. Kendrick talked about the song titles in the same interview with Big Boy. Hey, if you can see that list, that list was like Scrabble, man, trying to figure out what emotion uh, captured the actual lyric. So I write a verse and do the whole song, and then I feel or look at words that I feel like capture that emotion you know so there are multiple different theories surrounding dam's concept and it would take me days to talk about each one so i'm gonna just talk about my favorite while kendrick made dam about his own personal struggles through self-reflection dam can in some ways be an interpretation of how everyone in america felt at the time of its release the album dropped in 2017 a year after trump was elected at this time america was more divided than it's ever been and many people felt the emotions kendrick portrays throughout the album kendrick is trying to encourage the listener to put everything in an opposite perspective instead of constantly viewing things so one-sidedly. The tracklist helps to reassure this theory, as all the songs on the album have a counterpart. DNA and Blood, Lust and Love, Feel and Loyalty, Pride and Humble, God, Duckworth, XXX and Fear, Yah and Element. I like to believe that while Kendrick was making an album for himself, about himself, 
he unintentionally set a common ground between him and us, showing that no matter your stature, we all feel the same negative and positive emotions. lyrics of the album's intro song, Blood, show the duality soon to come throughout the album as the song's feature, Beckon, eerily sings, is it wickedness, is it weakness, you decide, are we gonna live or die? As the song continues, Kendrick narrates a story of himself getting shot by a blind woman after trying to help her. While the song doesn't seem important at first, Blood is actually extremely important to the plot of Damn. Kendrick's monologue on blood also reiterates Kendrick's usage of damned if I do, damned if I don't as obeying God and helping the woman get some killed and disobeying God and ignoring the woman could also result in punishment from God. Salute the truth from the prophecy. I, I got loyalty, got royalty inside this is my heritage, Kendrick really starts the album off strong as the second song, DNA, ended up being one of the biggest hits from the album. Even if it weren't so commercially successful, DNA would still be one of the highlights on the album. At first, the song might startle the listener, with a hard-hitting, heavy bass instrumental and an extremely energetic, almost angry sounding verse from Kendrick. The subject matter for DNA is almost as heavy as the beat. Throughout the first verse, Kendrick refers to things in his DNA, which are meant to signify different hardships and struggles he himself and many other black Americans were born into as if it's just part of their DNA. You can't talk about DNA without talking about the B-Switch, which samples a live performance of Mary Jane by Rick James. Give me some ganja! Hit it! Mike Will talked about the B-Switch in an interview with NPR, saying that Kendrick went the whole way through and then he just started rapping acapella. He said, I just want to see if you could put some drums around this. Mike Will said, man, hell yeah. But he was going so hard, this man was rapping so crazy. Just imagine him acapella rapping the second half of DNA and I had to build a beat around it. I didn't want the beat to just sound like a regular boom clap, boom clap. I wanted that shit to sound just as crazy. I wanted it to sound like he was battling the beat. Kendrick's whole second verse is him calling out the Fox News reporter who called his music insensitive and said that to say the least, not helpful at all. This is why I say that hip hop has done more damage to young African Americans than racism in recent years. His energy, flow, rhyme scheme, literally everything about the second verse is perfect. And knowing that he did that all a cappella too just makes it even more insane. I got so many theories and suspicions. I diagnosed with real nigga conditions. The next song, Ya, works to slow the mood down. Produced by Top Dog, Soundwave, and DJ Dahi, the whole song, instrumental, lyrics, vocals, and mixing is the most ambient we'll hear on the album. Kendrick doubles back to DNA in his second verse on Ya, where he again references a Fox News segment criticizing his song, All Right. Kendrick sings, Yeah, yeah. And if you wanna know my thoughts and opinions, Fox News wanna use my name for percentage. My latest news is my niece, she worth living. See me on the TV and scream, that's Uncle Kendrick. 
I'm willing to die for this shit I done cried for this shit Might take a lie for this shit Put the Bible down and go out for a knife for this shit D.O.T. my enemy won't catch a vibe for this shit Ayy I been stumped out in front of my mama My daddy commissary made it to commas Bitch, all my grandma's dead So ain't nobody praying for me, I'm on your head the following song, Element, is easily one of my favorite on the album, if not one of my favorite Kendrick songs of all time. The instrumental is a perfect mix of slow, ambient, and fast and hard hitting. The slower production comes from James Blake, one of my personal favorite artists in general, and the faster, heavier production comes from Soundwave, who has produced a lot of my favorite Kendrick and TDE songs. Throughout the song, we hear Kendrick using different animations, voice to make each verse, each line, and honestly each word sound different. One of the biggest reasons I love Element though is the concept and subject matter. Throughout the song, Kendrick reflects on how his experiences growing up at Compton brought him to where he is today. Every chorus ends with, they won't take me on my element, nah, they won't take me on my element. No matter how much fortune and fame Kendrick may accumulate throughout his career, he will always be tied to where he came from. Regardless of how negative it may have been, Kendrick will never let go who he once was and the element he was once surrounded by. I feel heartless often, often feeling the falling, I'm falling apart with darkest hours lost in feeling the void of being in on feel, Kendrick reflects on all the negative feelings famous caused him. The song begins with him in the feature, Chelsea Blythe, singing Ain't Nobody Praying For Me, which symbolizes Kendrick's feelings of isolation and the feeling that nobody cares about him. The instrumental features a sample from Don't Let Me Down by Fleury. as well as Stormy by O.C. Smith. And COF134B Changed Dopey by Organic Future Hip Hop. In his first verse, almost every single line starts with I feel like, followed by Kendrick's feelings of self-hate and depression. The second verse, one of the longest on the album, shows Kendrick diving further into his current struggles, emotionally describing his pains while still pushing the narrative that he's the greatest. The most prominent feature on the album comes from Rihanna on Loyalty, which also involves one of the greatest sample flips I've ever heard from the producer DJ Dahi of 24 Karat Magic by Bruno Mars. When I first heard 24 Karat, that, that part was like, oh, that's the best part to me in a record. I had the original sample came from uh, Boy Soundwave. It's a sample reverse chop slash. It's like all the elements I talked about earlier of just like chop, reverse, melody, loop, kind of all comes together on that particular thing. It's like almost like a coded language. Like you gotta like, you know, dig a little bit to kind of figure out how we did it. While Kendrick talks about feelings of isolation and lack of loyalty on feel, on loyalty, him and Rihanna muse on the importance of loyalty in all aspects of a relationship. 
In all honesty, I wasn't a huge fan of Loyalty when it came out, only because it was on the radio 24-7, rightfully so, but still, that just ruined songs for me. Listening to it now though, I can really tell how special of a song it is. And the radio value of it really gives it a sense of nostalgia that most of the other songs on this album just don't have, besides, of course, Humble and DNA. Pride can almost be described as alternative hip-hop, as the instrumental primarily stems from a light, trippy guitar from alternative artist Steve Lacey. In Pride, we see Kendrick struggling to humble himself as he knows Pride could get him killed. Instead, he blames other people for his inability to be humble, singing, I can't fake humble just cause your ass is insecure. While Kendrick stays cocky throughout Pride, the song comes off as a slow, easygoing, experimental track from Kendrick without any of the super standout or provocative sounds you'd expect on a song about how great Kendrick is. This doesn't last long though, as the next track, Humble, became one of the biggest songs of 2017. Humble is the complete opposite of Pride sonically, full of hard-hitting bass and drums as well as a fiery flow from Kendrick. Lyrically, Kendrick seems to be talking to himself throughout Humble. When he says, be humble, sit down on the hooks, Kendrick has resorted to forcing himself to be humble. Although, Kendrick could also be showing his lack of self-control as the song could be dedicated towards every other rapper who thinks they're as good as him. While I'm honestly kinda sad that Humble became the standout track on the album, I can't deny the fact that every song in this album deserves as much recognition as possible. So I'm glad that there was at least one song to blow up. Something came over me. Way too high to simmer down. Might as well overheat. Too close to comfort. Recently, Lust has been on repeat. The sample Knock 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 by Rap Boy. Production by Bad Bad Not Good, Soundwave, and DJ Dahi sound incredible. The wavy guitar and eerie vocals on the beginning instrumental sets the song off to be another alternative track, but as the first chorus begins the instrumental starts skipping and DJ Dahi delivers hard hitting bass. While the instrumental and production are really what stand out for me, Kendrick still delivers on his verses telling stories of a man, a woman, and Kendrick himself living lives of lust. Following Pride and Humble, where Kendrick's cockiness took over, Lust shows Kendrick reflecting on the damage Pride can cause when creating a lustful lifestyle. Love is another one of the more popular songs on the album, and rightfully so. Zakari delivers an extremely catchy hook in the production over Kendrick verses, layering his voice with added synths in the background sound incredible. Throughout the song, Kendrick seeks validation from women in his life, asking if she'd love him no matter what. God bless America, you know we all love him. Yesterday I got a call like from my dog like 101, said they killed his only son because of insufficient funds. He was sobbing, he was mobbing, way belligerent. The next song, XXX, has become one of the most memorable songs on the album. While Rihanna was the most recognizable feature on the album, in my opinion, U2 is by far the most unexpected. The beginning of the song has another hard-hitting, bass-driven instrumental with Kendrick rapping about a story involving his friend's son getting killed. 
If you've never heard this song, then you can't really understand how unexpected and hard-hitting the bass drop is. At the end of Kendrick's second verse, he raps, Ain't no black power when your baby killed by a coward. I can even keep the peace. Don't you fuck up when the hours. It be murder in the street. It be bodies in the hour. Get over me on the street. Followed by Kendrick saying he has to speak at a convention, which turns out to be teaching kids about gun control. The whole song is really a testament to the violence occurring all over America. If I can smoke fear away, I roll that motherfucker up. Fear uses a slow, lo-fi sounding instrumental sampling Poverty's Paradise by 24 Karat Black. I've been hungry. Throughout the song, Kendrick raps about three different times in his life where he experienced fear. In the chorus, Kendrick raps, if I could smoke fear away, I'd roll that motherfucker up. While Kendrick doesn't smoke, he recognizes how using drugs as a vice for fear can become an endless cycle of destruction. On Fear, we see Kendrick at possibly his most vulnerable, rapping about all the fears and depressions that came with growing up in the ghetto and becoming successful. I really think Fear is an underrated track on this album. All three of his verses, the first one he's rapping about fear of his mom at 7 years old, second one is fear of being a black teen in the ghetto of Compton at 17, and then the third verse is him rapping about the fears of losing his fame, losing his success at 27. I think it's just incredible how he really puts all three together to create the narrative of fear regardless of what situation he's in. The final two songs, God This would die for life show the most duality of the album in god kendrick is relating his success to what god feels like kendrick is reflecting on how happy he is with his success and how he got to where he is on his own Duckworth, however, which samples four different songs, Let the Drum Speak by the Flatback Band, Be Ever Wonderful by Ted Taylor, Darling, I told you many times. Ostave Trag by September, and Atari by Hiatus Coyote. Kendrick tells a story of how TDE's owner Top Dog, who eventually allowed Kendrick to follow his hip-hop dreams, almost killed Kendrick's father Duckworth. In Duckworth, Kendrick is acknowledging that he can only thank God for his success, saying that Whoever thought the greatest rapper would be from coincidence Because if Anthony killed Ducky, Top Dog could be serving life While I grow up without a father and die in a gunfight The album comes full circle in the final song Duckworth As Kendrick's verse ends the same way it did in the intro song Blood with a gunshot The final line of the album is So I was walking down the street the other day Which is the same way Kendrick's narration on Blood started the way Kendrick makes the album come full circle through just two songs is incredible. These two songs and the way they end perfectly reflect each other in the theory of damned if I do, damned if I don't. He can either obey God and get killed by the old woman, or he can disobey God and save his life from the woman, but because he disobeyed God, the event that occurred between Duckworth and Top Dog may have ended differently, which in turn results in Kendrick growing up without a father only to die in a gunfight.
All in all, I love this album in its entirety. The production is flawless, and while it does experience more commercial sound, it doesn't stop Kendrick from staying original. Kendrick's subject matter and lyricism illustrate his own struggle while still shedding light on the evils of the world. Lastly, Kendrick again shows why he's the greatest rapper to ever live, with intricate rhyme schemes, incredible flow, strong emotion, and immense versatility. So I was taking a walk the other day, 